0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey. Take a few minutes out of our week, talk about what's been going on. You know, we're closing out 2021. It has been a very exciting year. Um, Today is Dallas week, where for the first time in a long time, maybe we whipped their tails on Saturday. But uh, let's see, we got Madison going all the way down to the state championship, so that's exciting. Uh, It was a spectacular year. And the goal at the end of every year is to come up with new stuff that will kick our last year's team's tail. All right. So we always want the 2022 team to be better than the 2021 team. And the 2021 team, pretty damn good. 2001 team hit $125 million, which is about a 30% increase. Um, they had a big year. Um really dominated uh vienna market we got up to about 65 million in vienna which um, which is is pretty spectacular the average top 20 agent does about 10 million and we did uh 65 in vienna so so all is good so what are we going to do next year what's next in the world of real estate what is going to be different in 2022 than 2021 so here's a couple of things first of all I think that the way things are evolving are becoming more and more um, um, effective. So let me, let's start with Zoom, okay? So Zoom, 2020, nobody even heard of Zoom and then all of a sudden it's our life. It's our lifeblood to get our news out, um, to talk the way we talk. Um, and then this year though, it's really uh, starting to sharpen its focus on what we can use it at and, and here's a couple examples one um yes if i have a person in on one coast and another coast we can do a listing presentation and it's all good but also when listing agreements come across they're complicated documents somebody needs to walk you through it perfect example on zoom when contracts come in and the seller needs to go over every aspect of that contract boom you bring them up on zoom and you know four people don't have to all get in the same room four people jump on zoom we throw the contract up. We walk over piece by piece so that everybody's on the same page. You know, older tool, really more effective uses prior to settlement. There's a lot of things that go on in settlement, and um, you know, it, it occurred to me because I, I, um, uh, you know, was at a settlement, and the settlement attorney says, "Do you want me to go over this alter statement?" It's like, well, yeah, that's your job. Do do the alter. Yeah, yes. In fact, over every document and um, a good effective use of zoom is for us prior to settlement to go over that Alta line by line where sellers are a lot more comfortable talking to me than they may be talking to a settlement attorney that's trying to see if he can get it done in 35 minutes. So um, another effective use moving forward is zoom to go over all of the contracts listing agreements and settlement statements and some of the documents they're going to be signing so so i think that now a more effective use of zoom and let me let me just stop this by saying if you go to a realtor conference and it's about what we're going to do next year and how great it is it's all about um getting more clients it's all about how are we going to make the phone ring what's the most effective use is it zillow you know So we've really never focused on how do we get more clients? We've always focused on how do we do a better job of, if I'm a listing agent, how do we do a better job of listing a house? What's a better way to communicate with sellers? What's a better, best way to price it? What's the best way to market it? So so when I'm talking about what's new, I'm not talking about what's new for prospecting for clients. I'm talking about what's new for being better at what we do. So, Number one, I think the most uh, the best um, uh, thing that we're going to be doing next year is just more of the Zoom explanations, more communication, more being very clear on you know what does that contract say and what does that mean and what is your settlement statement. So so that of course is is a lot is a lot um, different, okay. And I think it's going to be much more effective. The other thing I think is a little more exciting is. know when you're looking now at at um facebook and instagram and all the cool things that julie and and michelle do um that's really starting to step up so (laughs) let me give you an example yesterday would be just sold a few pictures today's is going to be reels where you have pictures of the agents going in and fixing up houses and then the final product and then the final sale and the sold thing so so it'll be more of a storyline so instead of a just sold or just listed you're going to see more of a a a quick i don't know maybe they're 15 seconds um uh michelle and morgan these guys and julie have all been you know talking about it looking at it, and experimenting it's very very cool so plus our buyers are on instagram and it seems that a lot of people are going to instagram so so um you know in order to effectively reach out and tell a story as opposed to put up just sold, just listed. Um, that's what you're gonna see more of. And it, it is very more exciting and you will get to know Morgan better and Billy better and Pam better and, and you know, Colby. And, and, you know, you're gonna start to see and Kelly and, you know, kids and, you know some of the things they do behind the scenes. And I guess, you know it's more of a behind the scenes look at what we actually do. So let me give you an example. So most agents will go in and say, well, I think you need to paint. Not Billy. Billy will go in, pick paint cutters, get his contractors, get him out there, change all the light bulbs. He's the guy that goes, he's a realtor. But he's OCD. And you got to have every light's got to be perfect. And everything's got to be done right. And all the hardware's got to be done correct. So he literally is one of those hands-on, I'm going to Home Depot and, and do my shopping. And, and, uh, so, yeah, we're gonna have a camera guy follow him and they're gonna follow him to, you know, they're gonna see, you know, uh, Colby and Morgan are taking a house, you know, needs a lot of work, boom, 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 few pictures of the befores and then pictures of the painters and then the afters and all the rest of that stuff. So, so anyways, when you do um, 100, I don't know how many, I don't know how many deals it was this year, but when it's $125 million for the transactions, and your average transaction is done sold in seven days when the market is at 39 days, there's a reason for that. You know? There's a reason for that. And that's because um, Kelly and Colby and Morgan and Billy, Pat, Pam, they do these just incredible jobs of preparing these houses. So, you know, yes, we price them right. I got, I got a lockdown on the price. But the real trick is when people look at those pictures, right? When people are looking at those pictures, they see all this wonderful stuff that was put in place by Morgan and Kelly and all them. So, so there's going to be more of a story on how do we do that, you know? How do we do that? Now, why is it important, right? Well, it's interesting, number one, and people aren't going to look at anything less than interesting but our average sale was 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 131% of assessment and the average in our market was 123 so this got to lead to the conclusion that if our house is sold for 5 to 8% more than the market and our average sales 1.2 million that's 60 to 80 90 000, uh, 60 to 90,000 over what the market would have returned Yes, we price it. Yeah, correct. Yes, we fight it out. But a lot of that has to do with the conditions of the home. So not only, we're not gonna change that in 2020s Hugely successful, but we are gonna document it. And we are gonna have uh, more of a documented case study on how these things happen. Now, another interesting thing as far as this whole flow goes is we've had cases where it comes on, our contracts come in and the, the, the behind the scenes of the contracts flying in and trying to get 50,000 over, big, over the biggest offer, 100,000 um, over the biggest offer, somebody bidding $150,000 against themselves. That's really exciting stuff, but I don't know how you document it. So I, we're gonna try. But I don't know how you document the contract portion of this, which is extremely exciting. <clears throat> but um, but I think that the before and after pictures, the preparation, the final shots will be will be stupendous and will be great. So, so anyway, it's a little bit more behind the scene, a little bit more personal on getting to know Morgan and Kelly, and Pam and Billy and everybody. Um, That is what uh, Michelle and Julie have planned for this year, what Morgan and Pat have been big big advocates of, you know, what Billy is talking about. So it should be, uh, that should be exciting. So look for that. Okay, now let's talk about money because that's the most important thing. And it's gonna be more critical because in the beginning of the year, in the first half of uh, 2021, right? Okay, anybody could sell a house right okay so anybody could sell a house you could put it on and they bid it up and they go right on. second half not so much second half not so much so as many homes withdrew in the second half that were selling so there's a ton of withdrawals that means a ton of people did it wrong a ton of people put their houses on the market and it didn't it didn't sell um, also people would overprice their house right So let let me give you an example. So this would happen in the second half of 2021. Home would go on the market for 1.15 million. Uh, It would sell for 1.3 million. The neighbor would put their house on for 1.3 million, and it would sit. Why? It just proved you get 1.3 million. It's not what we got. It's how we got it. That's the key. The key is it's not what we got. It's how we got it. So. So some people put a house on at 1.3 and it just sits and they're like, I don't understand what the hell because the buyer pool was at 1.15. That's what we found during our marketing and uh, predictive analysis. The buyer pool is at 1.15. If you put it on at 1.5, they'll bid it up to 1.3, did it four times, same neighborhood, did it four times. So, So when you list your house, the new thing, uh, you know, you're know, you gonna hear me preaching. And, and again, you know, and it, I don't wanna be accused of pat myself on the back for God's sakes. I'm just trying to tell you guys what works, okay? But if our homes are getting 50 to 80, $90,000 more, this is the right strategy. The right strategy is don't worry about what they got, worry about what they asked because that's where the buyer pool is. You cannot underprice a house. So we've had houses go 150. 200, 250,000 over list price. I mean, two hundred thousand over appraised value, right? So, so I don't want to hear this. Well, they underprice. No, you can't underprice. You price it where the buyer pool is, and then you let the buyer pool push it higher. Okay, so that is is basically the focus of this coming year. Is the same focus as the second half of 2020 so so what happened was we switched gears when we when we knew this was coming or saw it happening we started focusing more on the buyer pool not this elevated numbers that we kept seeing come up we would go to the where is the buyer pool and we watched as people put it on for the bigger price and didn't get it and because you know we are experts on pricing we focus on pricing a lot we question that a lot. We are watching. So I've got, you know, 30 houses on a watch list where eh, I think you priced that too high, I put it on, and it didn't get it. And once you don't get that 1.3, it starts working its way backwards. Well, then what is it? 1, 2, one, one, five. Until you hit the buyer pool, you're not going to know what the number is. So what happens is it's a downward toilet bowl, it's a downward slippery slope. sellers will go from 1.3 to 1.275, that's not enough. Now I can tell you that we will be promoting this year, um, top 50 sales, not, not all of them, because i let the sellers pick. I mean, if the seller wants to do 1.5, their house is worth 1.3, I let them do the 1.5 with all the warnings in the world. But you know what, um, and, and, and again, who knows? figure maybe you can get 1.5 we can't what happens is eventually it will come down and down and down and down and then and you know i don't like to ride that ride with sellers i try and make every effort to um and again let's talk about this for a second and and um you know i don't want to show graphs where we're at 65 million and everybody else is 10 million uh, I, I don't. I, one of the things I teach our kids, our football players, is humility, right? And it is hard to practice humility when you're trying to convince somebody that what you're saying is a fact and the truth, and you can prove it because of your track record. So the only reason I would mention a track record is because there's tens, hundreds, of thousands of dollars at stake. I don't want sellers to make a mistake. So. So I try and emphasize, no, this, this really works. I mean, this is the strategy that works. So, you know, I'll put humility aside a little bit sometimes and say, look, if if we're getting 8% more than the market, then this is the correct strategy. You know, you just got to do it. And I don't want to slam other realtors, but if another realtor keeps listing it high and, and half his houses are withdrawing unsold, I got to tell you that, you know, because when all boils down to it, um, if, I let a seller make a mistake. It's my fault. It's not the seller's fault. It's we consider it to be our fault. Okay. We didn't prove the uh, strategy well enough. We didn't, you know, for whatever reason, we just didn't emphasize. So, so let me talk about another thing. Okay. Let's, let's, uh, so in that case, we had, uh, we had a, um, uh, we went to a listing appointment. They were going to uh, purchase a house and da 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 da. So, so we didn't get it because, you know, when we work with a seller and a buyer, we'll give a buyer half a point uh, rebate when they buy a house. Um, not, not so, uh, this was interviewing a couple of realtors and they picked a realtor that was going to give them a point and a half back. So you only get the commission on the sale is two and a half percent. So if you get a one and a half percent you get back to the seller, that means you're gonna work for one point. Now the broker is gonna get 20 or 30% of that. So you're really working for 0.7%. Now, the average buyer is gonna present two to five contracts before they get one. Do you really wanna work with a broker that's gonna run around there and do all that work? And then for, you know, what kind of realtor you're dealing with? And then it's penny wise pound foolish are you ever going to find anything with them? Number one, number two, do you want a person negotiating a contract on your behalf that would give up that much? So the first negotiation is with the seller or the buyer. So if they give away the house, is that the person you want negotiating on your behalf? Number one. Number two, if our houses sell at 8% higher than the market, and the agent they select sells for 3% lower than the market, then you lost 11% on the sale of your house. So, you know, for wanting a better deal here, um, I think, and again, it, you know, Kelly and I got other things to do. It's like, that's fine. But a point and a half after, broker, after everything is said and done, is really not enough to get a professional negotiator. And in my opinion, the first negotiation was with the seller. Uh, and and they lost, right? So um, when we negotiate contracts, you got to be able to do that. If I'm negotiating on behalf of a buyer, right? We're not paying what they said they wanted. We're paying what the house comes out on my pricing models as. So, you know, the theory is if half the houses withdrew unsold, what does that tell you? That tells you a lot of houses are overpriced, right? So... My theory with the buyers moving forward this year and and the second half of last year, okay? First half of last year, I didn't want to work with buyers because it was too crazy. It's crazy. So now half the houses are withdrawing. Now's a good time to get out there, right? Because people are overpricing their house. Mm -hmm. So now when we go out and you find a house that's been on the market for 30 uh, 30 days or 45 days, what are the sellers doing? they're panicking, right? It didn't sell right away. Something's wrong. They all know probably the realtor told them it was overpriced, but they listed it there anyways. So now you come in and you really put your pencil down on a on a pricing model and you come in and say, this is our price and negotiate your price. Not, not the seller's price, not the bid up price, not the crazy maniac price, not the uh, people got to have this house they're willing to bid hundred thousand over what it's worth price. So when you come in and you're looking for somebody to buy you know somebody to represent you on a buy, there's a lot more at stake than one point right So we went out and a house was listed for 1.5 million We proved it was worth 1.3 million and that's what we got it for. We went out and you know we're paying less price when so other people are bidding over. We come out and we bid on a house. It's 150,000 under what it's listed for. And guess what? We're not trying to steal the house. We're not trying to anger the seller. We prove what the house is worth. It's really only worth 1.1 million. I could prove it. I prove it five different ways. Now, let me tell you what the listing agent is saying. Yes. Yes. She already told it was worth 1.1. Now we proved it's worth 1.1 and they've got a listed for 1.3 million. What do we get it for? 1.1. So in this case, there are not, yes, there's not $10,000 at stake in today's market. There is hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake in today's market. There is whether you're going to get a house or you're not going to get a house. You know how the unemployment rate, sometimes unemployment is. it, it doesn't show you who's quit looking for jobs. You know, some people just quit looking. Some people gave up and quit looking for houses, right? Get your ass off the sidelines. If you gave up, get your ass off the sidelines, make sure you're working with agents that know the shadow inventory. Go after the expireds, go after the withdrawals, go after the overpriced, go after all of that, right? Don't get yourself in a bidding situation. There's plenty of houses out there. You don't have to bid on a house. Right, I'd rather pay one hundred and fifty thousand dollars less and get the right house. Right, so so moving forward into this year, we will be working with more buyers. Why? Because I think it's a great time to buy. Why? Because we're taking advantage of bad agents, bad sellers. It's not because the market's bad. Market's great. We just had. Um, two houses go on the market this weekend. One was a $2.5 million house sold right away. Um, The other was, I don't know what it was, Park Crescent, it was 750, sold right away. Everything's selling right away. I don't have any inventory, I don't have any listings. We don't have any listings, we're all sold out. Everything's sold, sitting there waiting for settlement. So we'll have new listings coming in, but I can tell you that on the selling side, it is still a very hot market, still very much a seller's market. And the only reason why buyers are getting a break is because sellers are making a mistake. I'm gonna cut my agents loose on buyers this year. Just cut them loose, say, hey man, here's what we're gonna do. So what's new? Go find some buyers. Get a lot of these agents that have overpriced houses and sellers that have overpriced houses. Be very thorough on how you prove the value. Let me ask you this: If the average house sells 121 percent of assessed value, and you're asking 134, what makes you think it's worth 14 percent more than the rest of the market? I mean, that's the simple math. That's just the the simple math. Okay. Now, every market is different, as you all know. So we need to prove what is the percentage of assessment in that area for that age house and that size house. It's 121, you guys are asking 135. I don't understand, where's that coming from? And then we'll look at it and say, you bought it five years ago, you're asking for a 24% appreciation rate. Well, I can prove you run on MLS that there's only been a 17% appreciation rate. So what makes you 8%, 8% higher? Prove it to you three or four different ways. I can come at you any different way you want. So So again, What's new, buy. Still a great seller's market, but too many people are making mistakes out there trying to sell their house where I think it's a great opportunity for you to come in and get, some, get a buy. So as we end this year and we start looking forward to next year, I think the social media is going to be more exciting. It's certainly going to be more fun. The selling uh, procedure that we have, not going to change. All we're going to do is document it. But, you know, if, if in fact you're doing a great job on it, which is what we always focus on, then let's show it. Let's make it interesting. Let's make it fun. You know, so that, that'll be good. Uh, communication's a big, a big upgrade. You know, I want to talk more to the sellers. We're going to use zoom more on the, you know, getting together before settlement, getting together during the contracts, which is going to be a lot more effective, um, a lot clearer. And, uh, and yeah, we're gonna have the Casey Sampson team credit card. When a seller's finished their house, when they clean their house and they scrubbed their house, they painted it and it's all done, sellers are exhausted. So I'm gonna give them a hundred dollar Casey Sampson team, really cool looking card that Michelle's got. hundred dollars, go out to dinner and relax and take it and then turn it over to us, then we got it. So your job is done, our job is just beginning. So, go out and have a nice dinner, have a cocktail, enjoy yourself because your job is done. So, as soon as they're done fixing their house up and we're getting ready to launch, and the picture guys will show up before pictures, we're gonna look at it, make sure everything's where we want it. And then get a seller's credit card and say, hey, go, knock yourself out. Go over to Basin, try to get into clarity. I don't think you can, but try to get into clarity, you know? But, um, but uh, Julie uh, Bazin will welcome you with open arms and you need to relax and enjoy yourself because what's about to happen is pretty spectacular. I mean, it's pretty spectacular. I know that uh, selling your house is it's very anxious. You don't do it more than, you know, once every 10 years or 15, 20 years. And we had a seller that I believe is going to settlement t- tomorrow, tomorrow. It's going to settlement tomorrow. Um, that he kind of sheepishly said, "You think you can get one one five? Do you really think that? I mean, you really think you'd get one one five? And he's signing the documents, it's one two five. So I think he thought I might be able to get to one one, And he was really hoping for one one five. So 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 here you have somebody that's walking away with another hundred to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's a big deal. I mean, that changes people. That changes what you can do. That's a, <clears throat> you kind of look back on it and say, you know how long it would take you to save $150,000 from your job and paying your mortgage and your cars and your kids and your food and all that stuff? Hey, you know how long it take you to save $150,000? And that was the benefit we got because we just got a bidding work out. Throw the appraisal out, throw the home inspection out, see it settlement. And I'm going to tell you that's a reward. That is a reward because they did exactly what we asked them to do. They painted exactly what we asked them to paint. Yes, it was a pain in the ass and he didn't want to do it, but he did switch out the hardware. He got it just the way we wanted it. It looked great. He priced it exactly where I asked him to price it. Just where I asked him to price it. He did everything we asked and he is rewarded for it. They are rewarded for it. He and his wife are rewarded for that. So, you know, I don't care who you choose as a realtor in 2022, but you need to trust them. So you know, you do three things: you know them, you trust them, you need to like them. You know, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough road. So you got to, You got to be with somebody you trust and that you like. But put your trust in a professional. Let them handle it and you walk out with 150,000 more than you thought you were going to. They are, a lot of people are, and and sometimes it's 200. So um, I wish everybody luck in 2022. Uh, We are not gonna do it next week. Next week is Christmas. I will launch the 2022 show between Christmas and New Year's. So I will, we will do that on January. I mean, on the end of February. Um, So we'll be back with that, but I will just say this in 2022, it's a good time to buy, take advantage of people's mistakes and still a heck of a time to sell. But if you are, don't be penny wise, pound foolish. Be smart about it. As I always said, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Last year was no exception to that rule. If you got too greedy and you started to become a hog, you got slaughtered. So, you know, it's our job to make sure we get fed Knock it slow. Well, thank you very much for a great year. It has been a spectacular 2021. Um, that's a little peek today at what's new on our team. What's going to be how is the 2022 team going to knock the teeth out of the 2021 team? As a football coach, we're always trying to beat our last year's team. So, my name is Casey Sampson. You can reach me at Casey at CaseySampson.com or 703 508 2535. If you're going to sell your house, remember, you need to know where the buyer pool is, not what the final price is going to be. Focus on the buyer pool. See you again on uh, whatever the last Thursday is in December. Bye, guys.